You're listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons, where we believe that you can change if you truly want to. Listen and take notes from our dynamic host, LeBeau Colbert. You're sure to learn something you didn't know. Remember to follow and share this message with someone you love. Now, on to the show. Welcome everyone to LeBeau's Life Lessons. Today we are picking up uh, on part two of my healthy attitude episode. So it wasn't supposed to be a part two, but we're going to go ahead and finish the rest. I stopped at 21, I believe, uh, the week before last. And then last week I did a different episode, but just to catch you up to speed. Now, this is going to be uh, recorded and you can find it anywhere you uh, watch podcasts, LeBeau's Life Lessons. So today we're picking up on healthy attitudes and I was talking about 30 attitude problems and how to fix it. 30 attitude problems and how to fix it. You can find that uh, first part. Hold on one second, one second. Hold on, we're having a sound issue here. Sorry about that. All right. Um, oh, I think somebody is remotely hacking into the sound. And okay, let me just go ahead and turn it off. Let me go ahead and disconnect that. All right. Sorry about that. Okay, now we are live, so things happen. All right, so uh, we're picking up on those 30 bad attitudes, and we're going to start with 21, and you can find that first part on YouTube. Okay, so we're talking about attitudes. Attitudes are beliefs, okay? Attitudes are beliefs. An attitude is your worldview, your core character, your state of mind, all right? So we're gonna go 21 through 30, all right. Uh, no, they weren't hacking necessarily. I think that somebody who works at the studio was hacking into our main computer and it was still hooked up to our microphones. All right, okay, let's roll. Number 21. One of the bad attitudes is the belief that you deserve what someone else has. The belief that you deserve someone else deserve what someone else has. And this is a sneaky one because most people don't they don't think that they believe they want some they're coveting, right? You don't really know when you're doing it. It's whenever you feel like somebody else is getting something that you should have. And it's not something that you consciously say to yourself, but subconsciously it's a feeling that you have. And the problem, the, the reason that's a problem is because that's where hating starts. That's where envy begins. And if you don't check yourself, you can uh, start taking actions against people based on that envy. Now, is it valid? That's debatable, we don't know. But what we do know is that you are in control of your attitude about it. So if I work on something at work 
I'll give you I'll give you an example, okay? And I hope that nobody that I work with is listening. Prime example. I worked recently I worked on the biggest campaign I ever worked on in life, okay? This is a major campaign that you will see all over the country and I'm not going to tell you what it is. So, here I am after a, a ton of work and it's a team effort. I didn't do everything. But a ton of work went into this and the you know the big wigs were reviewing everything and they were giving their suggestions and feedback they were very pleased I'm you know off camera I'm just listening you know observing what they're saying about you know what the work that we did and at the end they turn around and say thank you to this person and that person that is there but nobody says thank you to me, right? Okay, and I'm leading. Nobody says thank you to me. Instead, they say thank you to one of the people that worked on my team that was present. Did I get upset because that person took got the credit for the work I had done? No, they did contribute. I, the only thing I cared about was that whew, it's, it's over. Is done is you know and they liked it okay that's attitude adjusted all right when you have a weak ego you would have took a major issue with that oh they didn't even say thank you to me da, 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 da. mentally I I know my value and my worth I don't really need people to pat me on the back for every little thing I do Actually, I've gotten conditioned to not even expect a pat on the back, okay? I do what I do because it's right to do it. I do it because I take personal pleasure out of it, not because I need the recognition of others. That's where that belief really originates from. It is the, um, the desire to be recognized, okay? So you can bring that all the way back down to childhood, right? Uh, feeling invisible, feeling like you don't matter, feeling left out, feeling like nobody sees you. Then you grow up to need people's recognition. So then when you see other people getting recognition, it makes you upset. And that's where the hater mentality comes from, okay? So that's a bad attitude. It's a self-sabotaging attitude. So the question you need to ask yourself is, what makes you worthy of that person's blessing? That person's spouse, that person's life, that person's job, that person's whatever. Last time when I was talking about this, I, re I was reflecting on the mentality I used to have like a decade ago. The person I was a, a decade ago already believed that I was qualified to be here where I'm sitting right now. And I was not, okay? And I said, had I met the me I used to be, I would have told them, you have not done enough work. You do not deserve to be where I am. You do not know enough. And sometimes we need to have an attitude adjustment and tell ourselves the truth. And I'm, I'm telling you from personal experience, 
that we can assume that we are up here and that we deserve what's up here and what's up here is a whole other battle that mentally you need to be re you need to be developed for right just because you want something doesn't mean that you're qualified for it or ready for it because i tell you a lot of people want a, pos a certain position and you know what that position is for you but as soon as the weight of everything that qualifies you for that comes upon you your attitude shifts and now you're wondering is it really worth it right because now the work comes in and I, I, I beat myself up whenever I see myself complaining about the work I do because the work I do is really big and I really wanted that. I'm not gonna sit up here and complain when my job is actually tough. What did I expect, right? It's because I assumed a lot of people that are in my position had it easy and that their jobs were easy and they didn't have a real job. It was just a title and they just sat in meetings all day and just told everybody what to do, no. And I think that's part of the problem. Someone says, yeah, I'll pray for you. Um, message me and, and tell me what I'm praying about. Someone says, yes, finally got a chance to see your life. Yay. Um, someone says, I've been sick from panic attack and lack of food malnutrition. Okay. And I will pray for you. Someone says, I used to feel like that until I went and got my own. Mm -hmm. Someone says, that happens to most children today because of single parenting. That can happen as a result, but not always. Sometimes it's, it's a result of uh, two parents. You have two parents that, let's say for instance, you have two parents who are super busy or they, let's just say they busy themselves and don't make their kids a priority. A child can be isolated or, and feel invisible even though they have two parents. There's rich parents that are well off, two parents in the home that their kids still grow up feeling invisible. This is a parenting problem. This is not a single parenting problem because I'm a single parent and my kids are seen. I get FaceTime with them every single day, group and individual, okay? And I make them feel valued. So it's all about the mindset and parenting style of the parent. Okay, anyway, um, so don't, don't overqualify yourself for somebody else's blessings because you see somebody else has something and you want it and you think you deserve it suddenly. That turns you into a hater. All right, and, that, and that, that need for validation needs to be addressed and worked out in therapy. Find what your uniqueness is, okay, and what is uniquely for you. Number 22, the 22nd bad attitude is the belief that you are out of options. The belief that you are out of options, and you may say to yourself, how is that a problem? Feeling like you're out of options, feeling defeated. You know why? Because desperate people take desperate measures. All of these people that you see 
being exposed and caught in, in criminal activity. This is a person who feels like they don't have real options, that the only option they have is to do something unsavory. That's desperate acts by desperate people who don't feel like the, the rules apply to them because they don't feel like they're a part of the rest of the world. They feel isolated. So when a person is in this mentality, they are a danger to themselves and others. When parents feel like there's no other options, you know what kinds of deplorable, disgusting things they can do with their children? Harmful things because they're tired, overworked, and they don't know how to think their way out of the situation? So it is a very dangerous attitude to have to think that you're out of options. And honestly, a lot of people just don't have smart people around them that will help them brainstorm through their situation. It's very important to have smart people in your life, people who are smarter than you, because when you work, you run into issues, which all of us do. Sometimes you need to hear other people's perspectives so they can give you some options. When you're all alone and you feel like you're surrounded by a bunch of people who can't help you mentally, there's nobody to go to. These are the people who do desperate, foolish, reckless things with their lives. Someone says, I always feel the fear that I'm not gonna be able to afford to live after my divorce. Are you going, so you're going through a divorce right now, okay? And you feel like, you know what? One of my rules of thumb is whenever I feel anxiety about anything, I have to write it down and I have to come up with three to six um, ways to get out of it. And that was the next point I wanna make. People who feel like there's no options usually don't have people in their lives to help them think about options, but they also have the tendency to not make their brain work for them. They do not understand that the same brain that keeps getting them into trouble is the same brain that can get them out of trouble if they introduce new information into their world. If you don't ever introduce new information to your world, into your mind, through a book, through a class, through a person, through any other type of additional learning, you will do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Your life will be a perpetual present. And this is why people don't understand the cycles in their life. No new information means a future of the same. So you keep doing the same thing. She goes on to say, I was always ever a stay-at-home mom and never really got anything for myself since I was 17. Well, guess what? I was in your shoes. I got married at 17 years old. By the time I was 20, I was on my own. Left with two children, nothing. Not a high school diploma, not a, uh, a um, driver's license, no job experience. The only thing I had ever been was a stay-at-home mom. I started off as a maid for a house. You ever seen that movie Made on Netflix? Watch that show, watch that show, it's a series. It's powerful, that was my life. And I was afraid, but I was more afraid of getting abused every day. 
So I got out of that situation and the way that I got out is what I'm telling you right now. My therapist told me, I want you to write down six things that you believe are impossible. And I want you to write something you're going to do to take action to get out of that situation. And I tell you, I never saw her again because a few months later I was out of my situation and I was on my way to a brighter future. So the person that you see here today beat all the odds and my family can tell you so. Okay. I started off working at Brahms for $5.15 an hour. Went on to be a, a maid at two hotels. Level up over and over again. Every year I leveled up and I'm still leveling up. I am not there yet. You can do this. You have to write down what's, what you need to do. Start writing it down and that makes a difference. So people who feel like they're out of options usually are easily discouraged when they run into an obstacle. It's time to take those obstacles and make them a stepping stone, okay? Stop giving up so easily and not making your brain work for you. That's what you have a brain for. A lot of times people just, they go into this um, defeated mentality and they complain, but their mind is not action oriented. They're not thinking of strategies. They just keep, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. And then they come with their hand out. Can you do this? Can you give me this? Can you give me that? And then they're, they're surrounded by people who feed them for a day, but never teach them how to fish. It's principles and learning that will elevate you to the point where you will not have that problem anymore. If you keep having the same problem year after year after year, it's telling you that you are remaining ignorant in your weak areas. You're not trying, you are not elevating yourself. You have to do that. But this is the reason why I always teach women not to make that mistake. If you wanna get married, marry a man who is willing to take care of you, but never ever depend on him completely. Always have your own money. Always put your money aside. Even if your love lasts for the next 10 years, if the man dies, what are you gonna do now? You have no education, no side hustle, no money in the bank that is just for you. If anything happens, you're screwed. You have to start from scratch. That's exactly what I did. And when I ended up under a bridge on a cot with a trash bag full of everything I owned with two infants, that's when it hit me. You have to make better decisions. It was my mentality that got me into that situation. I can't blame anybody else. Someone said, I had to take initiative to go back and obtain my GED. Now I'm in college after being so lost. That's right, same thing I did. My parents never taught me anything, not even how to, to drive. Same, I could tell you the same. I I feel I was infant, infantilized, infant, 
Celeste, I, I cannot pronounce that right now. Um, but I know what you mean. She says, same, I dropped out at 15. Uh-huh. Someone said, I listened to your podcast on Spotify. At the time at work. Love your wisdom. Well, thank you. So you can level up. You you got to make some goals and get started. All right, so number 23, the belief that no one loves you. The belief that no one loves you, okay? If you right now are going through something or just in in your mind you have these intrusive thoughts that, that nobody loves you, first of all, let's, I want to acknowledge that is a lie. That's number one. Number two, sometimes these thoughts come into our minds and they're not originally ours. Research epigenetics, okay? Sometimes we inherit the mentality and the sayings and, and different memories and thoughts that peop the people within our gene our ancestral line had. Some things that they used to say and think about themselves and we're repeating it to ourselves. Nobody loves me, nobody loves me. Because mom used to say, nobody loves me. Dad used to say that. And now we're saying it to ourselves. There's a great book on that and many of the um, leading neuroscientists agree. The book is called, It Didn't Start With You. And it is a book about epigenetics and how we develop mentalities that are based on pat the past that aren't originally ours. So when you ask your, when you say that to yourself, I want you to ask yourself, is this really me? Is this really from me? Where does this thought come from? Why, why am I saying that? Why do I believe no one loves me? Is that true? You have to interrogate these thoughts, okay? Address it, interrogate it, reframe it, dismiss it. If it's not, that, is that thought serving you? That's my question. Does the thought, nobody loves me, provide anything for you? How is that helping you? It does not. Dismiss any thought that does not serve you, okay? How much love do you have for yourself? Maybe you're right to feel like some a lot of people don't love you because maybe you're, you're surrounded by narcissists, sociopaths, toxic people, abusive people, and maybe there's some truth in what you're saying. It's time to get around the right people, but you'll never get around the right people if you don't have love for yourself. Let me tell you something. A person who allows themselves to stay associated with people who do not treat them well, does not love themselves. If you do not require the people in your life to treat you like with decency and respect, you do not love yourself really because that's not self-love, okay? How much do you love yourself? It's really you that doesn't love you. That's why you're not setting boundaries and requiring a standard for the people you have around you. I don't care who you are. If you do not treat me with respect or love, you are dismissed and not missed. 
Do you get that? And I'm telling you, my family will tell you, I have dismissed blood. I've dismissed people I've known for years, decades. You switch up on me and you're gone. Okay? Because I love myself and I made that. I have to love myself first. I have to be a friend to myself. Okay? You have to grow that self-love. And it'll lead you to distance yourself from anybody that gives you the idea that, you know, I'm not loved. You don't feel loved? Look at the people around you. They're not showing you love? Show love to yourself and dismiss them. Okay? Number 24. Someone says, so true. I didn't know what self-love was for a long time and I still don't fully know. You will. Taking um, initiative for my life and my future um, and my future is one form of self-love. That's right. I must dedicate to. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're on the right track. You, you're showing that love to yourself right now. Number 24, the belief that there's nothing wrong with using people. The belief that nothing is wrong with using people. Now, before you think, oh, this one isn't for me, still still listen, okay? Because this is a sneaky one. But also, it, it may apply to somebody else and you need to understand their mentality. Because entitled people and lazy people and people who have been um, given too much help so much to the point where it hurts them, um, they're the ones that it doesn't really bother them or they don't really feel obligated to sh reciprocate, okay? They don't, they're not considerate, okay? It does not occur to them that they need to give anything back to you. They almost don't even see, they're blind to everything you do for them. Do you get that? You might say to yourself, I do so much to this for this person. Why don't they ever show it back to me? This person is blind. They expect it. Do you get that? It's the ego. They expect for you to go out of your way and do all of these things. And so they don't they they have become blind to that normal. You know, if you see something over and over again, you become blind to it. It's like a billboard. If you see the billboard over and over again, you forget it was there. A restaurant, you're like Oh, I didn't even know it was there. It was there for 20 years. You just seen it so many times, you don't see it. Okay. So that's how people take you for granted. But also, we can take people for granted. Okay. And not understanding that, we have to reap what we sow. So do you know that when you take people for granted and you use them, even if you don't realize you're using it, you're gonna realize it once it happens to you. Do you get that? When you lean on people so much and you, you don't even realize that you're doing it, somebody comes down the line and they start leaning on you too much and you're like, well, what this person expect me to do? Like they expect me to go all out for them and do all this and that and you're like, oh, oh. So maybe that's how so-and-so felt when I was living off of them and I wasn't helping, right? We have to keep ourselves accountable to doing that same type of behavior, okay? 
A lot of these people lean on people because of trauma they've experienced in their past. Do you know that they say when a person grows up too fast and they had to assume adult roles before it was time, it, it uh, stunts their emotional development. So what that means is though they were super advanced, like they were a little bit too grown when they were young, when they grow up, they miss so many of the developmental steps for childhood that they don't have a firm grasp of adulthood. So they can't really adult that well because they were forced to be an adult when they were a child, right? So this is how some people end up in a situation where they're leaning on people too much because developmentally, they can't stand on their own two feet because of all the trauma that they went through. Maybe they raised siblings. Maybe they took care of a sick parent or a sick elder. Um, you know, just they were forced to work at a young age. All of these things can, this is how it damages a child later on in life. So we have to get educated on that. We also have to get educated because a lot of people, uh, I'll just go ahead and say this, all right? Um, a lot of people lean on a lot of other people they shouldn't or a little bit too much because they decided they didn't want to go to school. They wanted to skip out. They, they, college wasn't for them. Then they end up at a job they hate that pays too little and now they can't really stand on their own, okay? They can't really stand on their own. The job pays too little, but they didn't want to go to school, didn't think it was a big deal. But do you know that the, the latest studies suggest that the reason why a lot of black men don't pay child support is because a lack of education is literally just put two and two together. They said because the men have skipped out on school and went straight into the workforce, they don't make enough to provide for their children. And now they're disgruntled with the, with the baby moms who need support and they try maybe to support some other way, like, you know, watching the kids and all of that, but they can't really level up because they skipped out on college. They didn't think it was worth their time or they didn't have the opportunity. So what they're saying is the key for the black family to be, but get back intact is black men have to get educated like the black women are. They said that in this one particular study, black women getting educated, the single moms, is not enough. They said it's not enough. They said the black men have to be educated and in order for both of them and the, the children to rise out of poverty. They said as long as the father is poor, the children will be the same. So some of these men that we talk about, ladies, that are leaning on their women, they, you need to tell them to go back to school and get their degree. Does it ensure that they're going to have wealth? You know, some of them, they, wanna, they don't wanna go to school. They're like, you don't need to get, get a degree to be a millionaire. Look at this person, look at that person, blah, 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 blah. Well, 
um, let's let's be realistic, okay? You may most likely is is you're not going to be the next millionaire, okay? So have your degree so that you can at least live, and you can still work on whatever your side hustle is until you make it. But get your yourself a career, okay? And don't skip that. You may only be making fifteen dollars an hour at first, but at least you'll be able to provi provide for your children. Number 25 of the 30, the belief that life is about happiness and fun is a bad attitude. Now you may say to yourself, well, how is that a bad attitude? Well, let's think about that. Where, where does the YOLO hookup culture get us? What does the, the mindset of only having fun, being in the clubs, Everything is fun and games. Where does that get us? That gets us not serious about life, not focus on growth, not focus on building, not focus on legacy, not focus on family because all we want to do is have fun. That's immature. Women and men can have this mentality, but it's especially sad when men have this mentality because the children suffer. So the question is, how are you spending most of your day? How are you spending most of your day? Is most of your day dedicated to entertainment? If that's the case, we have to get more balanced, ladies and gentlemen. We have to get more balanced. We have to get out of this habit of, you know, now, to be honest, I have my background noise while I'm working. I always have the TV on, but I'm working. You know, so we have to make sure that we are achieving our goals and we are progressing because if you just make your life, your life philosophy about having fun, you're not going to like the result. Okay. Number 26, the belief that you're not worthy of anything better is a bad attitude. The belief that you're not worthy of anything better. Okay, a lot of times the treatment we receive from other people aligns with our self-esteem. Like I was saying earlier, if your self-love was here, you will require your treatment to be here. So if your self-esteem is down here, you're gonna allow people to treat you at that level, right? So when your self-esteem rises, you'll get better treatment. That's just how, how it goes, ladies. It has to change in you first, and then you'll see other people change because you won't take just anything, okay? So a lot of people think, well, how, how do I build up my self-esteem? You have to grow your character traits. A lot of people struggle with low self-esteem because they aren't really investing in themselves. Like, they don't see the desirable traits that they see in others. They see, oh, this person is so disciplined. This person is so smart. This person is so this and that. They look in the mirror and they don't see that and it makes them feel bad about themselves. But you can become those things. So the answer is start working on yourself. If you have low self-esteem, work on yourself. What are the traits you want to have? What do you want people to be able to say about you? When you die, what do you want people to be able to say at your funeral. She was this, she was so that, she was always this. 
Write those things down and live into that person. Become that person through new knowledge, new experiences. The moral of the story is you cannot keep doing the same thing, okay? Number 27 of the 30, bad attitudes. The belief that everyone is against you. The belief that everyone is against you. That belief is paranoia, okay? Now, sometimes you do have a, a quite a few people that are against you. Again, change your circle, but sometimes you have to change your focus. Whatever you focus on becomes bigger. Whatever you focus on, you see replication of that. If you keep thinking about haters, Hater, 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 hater is all you will see. That hater will be your life, okay? So when I feel like I'm focusing a little bit too much on haters, I correct my focus. Because no, I can't. There's no way. I cannot spend more time thinking about somebody who doesn't like me than I do about people who do like me. Okay? So... The question is, do you tend to assume that people are against you? Do you have that negative, pessimistic mindset? You have to address your point of view. Okay? Ask yourself, why are you focusing on negative people? Again, how do those thoughts serve you? They're not serving you. You have to get rid of them for your peace of mind. Number 28. The belief that you are superior to others is a bad attitude. The belief that you are superior, that is where white supremacy comes from. The belief that I am superior is what started the Atlantic slave trade, which started colorism. Do you get that? That's a very bad attitude to have. And if you don't think it's important, you, you, you start to act like that. Do you get that? People feel that when they're around you, when you act superior than other people, okay? Some people are, you know, some people have low self-esteem and then they encounter our confidence and then they interpret it as arrogance. But no, I'm talking about an air of superiority. Sometimes people are guilty of that. So do you have this impression of yourself that you are an impressive person? Do you think you're an impressive person? Feeling like you are very impressive will give you an air of superiority and that is very off-putting. Do you get that? Do not be, do not buy into your own BS. Do not think of yourself as an impressive individual because there's always somebody else that is at a higher level. That's what grounds me, okay? That's what get, keeps my mind right. There's so many other people who have achieved much more. Um, so you need to, one way to keep yourself in check is keeping people around you who are higher up than you. They're more moral, they're smarter, they're more disciplined. You see, as long as you have that iron sharpened iron type of thing going on in your life, it'll stop you from that superiority complex. And you know what's so dangerous about the superiority complex? It tricks you into believing that you're already here, so you stop striving, which means that you sabotage your own goals. If you think that you're already up here, you lose the motivation to grow and to pursue 
So you actually don't achieve your dreams because of your grandiose thoughts about yourself. Number 29, the belief that you are inferior. The belief that you are inferior is just as dangerous as the belief that you are superior. And the reason why that is, is because it's a desperation mindset. Again, it is the core of that hater mentality. The hater believes that he is inferior. I cannot envy somebody unless I think they are better than me in some way. So whenever you feel that rising up in you, you have to look at yourself and see why you're feeling inferior or ignored or invisible, okay? Ask yourself, when did you develop that mindset that you are inferior to other people? When did you develop that? Where did that come from? Is it really you? What triggers your inferiority? Is it being around certain people? Like if, if let's say it's a, you know, a body thing, you get around certain body types and you feel inferior. You get around people who are educated and you feel inferior. Do you feel inferior around wealthy people? What types of people make you feel inferior? Now, that is an inner hurt there. Go back and, and try to look into that. Okay, and then try to build yourself up in that area. And finally, the 30th bad attitude, someone says, once you know once we know the power of the mind and the impact it has internally and externally, we can make positive changes. That is correct. The power of the mind. It has to happen in your mind first before it happens in your world. Okay. The belief that you will not succeed is a bad attitude. The belief that you will not succeed. Are you a pessimist? Okay, you have to start dismissing those negative attitudes and replacing them with positive. Okay, when you believe that you're, you'll never be successful, you stop trying. You turn off your brain. You don't, you're not working anymore. You're not thinking anymore. And all, of, all that's going to do is continue the same. Same experiences over and over again. So in essence, some people who stay stuck are stuck because they've already waved the white flag. They surrender, they give up. I'm done, I'm not trying anymore. Too much disappointment. You have to keep trying. Never ever give up on yourself. Now next week, I'm gonna talk about parenting. Did you guys see that video? of that lady who um, cut all her daughter's hair off. And um, I had do I had made a video of that and a, and a few other people did. I tagged everybody and their mom. And now um, that lady has faced some consequences, okay? So keep that child in, in your prayers. But I was gonna talk about parenting anyway, so I was like, you know what, this is a good time because we do 
need to start having a discussion about all of these things that people do out of trauma and they dismiss it and they justify it. And the, the worst thing I saw concerning that ordeal is the comments that was affirming it. Oh, what well, happened to me? Oh, you gotta do what you gotta do. And all of that nonsense. And people have become desensitized to abuse and trauma, they don't even know what it is. And um, this is one of my books. It's about homeschooling. And in it, I give a lot of parenting tips and I have another parenting book. I have to order it, so hopefully I'll get it in before next week. And um, I'll be teaching from those. And I'm gonna give, I don't know if it'll be a, a part two or three or four, it could be very long. But I definitely, I definitely want to start the conversation about parenting styles and approaches, especially disciplinary styles that we have inherited and passed on that do not serve our community, they're detrimental to our community, they keep us in generational curses, and here are some different ways we can deal with it. Okay, all right, so do we have any questions or comments before I go? This is going to be available later on tonight on YouTube or any other place you listen to podcasts. You can always go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com to look up any of my other episodes. Uh, some of my episodes I have hidden. I'm going to just go ahead and take them off um, because that's that's not even all my episodes I have up there. And uh, but yeah, so I am really looking forward to this. This is actually my first time I'm going to be speaking on parenting. I've written books about it. I've, you know, I talk a lot in groups and in short videos, but this is going to be my real, you know, first lesson on it. So I'm looking forward to it. And I do have a video on my um, TikTok where my kids are talking about some of the ways that I taught them right from wrong and how I discipline them. Um, and you can see what my kids look like and what they think about how I parent. Okay. All right. Well, remember, you can change if you really want to. I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.